0: I was a-bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view. What's up, everybody?
1: Welcome off. to episode number 30 well, of the Always, always Race Day be. podcast presented by Carl Auto Group. If you're looking for a car, if you're looking uh, to go out and purchase yourself a vehicle to get around, because maybe you don't like flying and you flew this weekend, it was your third time flying, and it was scary and inconvenient at times. Then go to carl auto group buy yourself a nice car something that you can get from spokane washington to daytona florida in like four days maybe that's my that's my uh, advice to you if you're gonna buy a car go purchase one at carl auto group avoid those long lines uh, at the airplane um or any long layovers or delays unexpected travel changes where you might not know where you're going or if you're gonna miss your flight How's that, Damon?
0: Someone sounds a little upset.
1: I'm not. I'm not upset more than I was just like very nervous. I worried a lot about. I I do get anxiety um, at times, and I was very worried about missing my flight. And then we played. Uh, I guess I'll go. So I was in Greensboro um, over the weekend uh, for the Sweet 16 women's basketball tournament. If you listened to our last episode. We did that from the, I did that from the hotel in Greensboro, at least, mm-hmm. um, the way there was smooth. I flew with uh, Tommy Birch. He made sure I got everywhere. Uh, and it was fantastic. Easy. Way back. Uh, I had to change my flight cause I was state lost. So you kind of book the trip and you book it for the whole weekend. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to like ask a hotel for an extra night cause they could be booked up. Uh, and that's just how the NCA does it. But you, you are able to cancel, the other nights right so right 3 a.m comes around after we're done um with game coverage the game started at like 9 30 local time which stunk east coast time east coast time (laughs) stinks. everybody it's poo poo um so we get done I, i had to figure out how to book a flight at three three in the morning uh I guess it was technically the second time I had booked a flight. Definitely, (laughs) definitely was not, uh, did not know what I was doing, but I finally got on the phone call with a guy from American airlines. He helped me out super easy after that, but we get to uh, DC. My connecting flight was, and we circled the DC airport for 45 minutes. We were just going in circles and I felt like I was in an Indy car at Indianapolis, uh, but going much slower and, uh, with no, like end time of like, this is going to end soon so you're kind of just going straight and all of a sudden you you're tilting and you're turning um yeah and then we uh when when I finally got uh back to Des Moines we sat in the uh plane parking lot where all the airplanes are some people call it the tarmac
0: yeah most uh, people actually call it the tarmac. Yeah, we we just sat there for
1: 45 minutes cuz they didn't have a uh, bridge to connect nice yeah it was uh it was it was good oh well okay the thing that really pissed me pissed me off they my shaving cream was seized by the tsa correct i uh, i don't know why they needed it so bad now i gotta go out and get shaving cream
0: hey it's better it be shaving cream and not a brand new bottle of bowling ball cleaner they wouldn't let you take that no because it was too big
1: starting the thing tsa just stands for the security assholes there you go gosh what is wrong with this country man well, you we just want to clean our balls and shave our faces.
0: <laughs> Boy, that worked out a lot better than we thought initially. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Damon, how was your weekend? I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry to derail the first five minutes of the podcast. Um, and I did Chris and Tommy and every, every one of uh, my friends checked up on me, helped me, helped me out a lot and made it a lot easier than it would have been. So I appreciate those guys. Chris is Chris Williams. Tommy is Tommy Birch. Thought I would clarify oh, that one. Not gotcha.
0: Yeah. I, I wasn't completely sure.
1: No, you're, well, just for, I mean, you know, people, people probably on here don't know Tommy. Most of our listeners. I guess it just depends if they're from Iowa or not.
0: I was going to say, it depends on their, where they're listening from.
1: Depends if you are big overseas into like Australian sprint cars and Cubs triple-A baseball.
0: I'm just curious on the fact of where people actually listen to us from need to have like a demographic map. We'll have to find that most viewers or (laughs) we just do a poll on Twitter.
1: Are you from Iowa, Australia or other? And we'll we'll get stuff nailed down.
0: Select on the map, click click the state, click the country.
1: That'll have to be after we uh, start our business ventures in uh, opening a sports book for sprint car racing and uh, buying a plane. Fair enough. I want. I want to buy my own plane. I think I could alleviate some of the issues I had.
0: As long as I can use the plane for recruiting events, that's all I care about.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I would let all my friends use my plane. Can you? Okay, you know how like you grow up, like you're you're the kid with the basketball hoop or the hot tub or the pool. Mm-hmm. All right, grown up, and I have a plane, and I'm like, okay. yeah, I have a driver. His name's Bitterman. Any of you if guys can go take him, pilot, him
0: and pilot. Not a driver. They're different.
1: I'm gonna call him driver. You and I can be drivers because I don't think I, I don't think I'm allowed to drive the plane. Even right.
0: I think even if That's I own it, I'm not allowed to drive pilot. the plane. That's why they're called pilots. <laughs> you and I can drive cars. We cannot fly planes. I'm learning a lot about uh, society this week. Yeah, you are.
1: <laughs>
0: Connor becomes less uncultured.
1: I went to uh, tea time on Saturday. Did you? I did. Or on a, on Friday. I, yeah. yeah, I think it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Uh, so I, I sat down um, and I put a bush light on the table. And then this guy comes over and he's like, are you here for tea time? And I was like, yeah. Um, I, I brought my own tea, though. I hope that's okay. And I didn't get it on video and I was so pissed about that, but... Oh, he please. was he was like worried i was gonna throw it somewhere like i was like you don't have to worry about it. i'm just doing a video
0: oh my goodness
1: i i was very dude it was a very pinkies up hotel yeah and 10 minutes after i checked in uh i went across the street and came back with a bush light wearing a sprint car shirt so it's a bush light so i just I, they were looking at me like i was a cage zoo animal
0: no that happens sometimes. like that one's wild yeah that, 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 that little guy they look at you weird when you spit sunflower seeds into a uh, into a coffee cup too. <laughs> You you think I care? No. <laughs> all
1: right, let's uh let's get in on this NASCAR race. We're gonna start with NASCAR. We'll get to the outlaws and Formula One, all that stuff from the weekend. My weekend um, was
0: good, by the way. I just want to clarify that. What's that? Just want to say my weekend was good. Clarify. Oh,
1: yeah, I ju- I, w- I always want to make sure I gotta make sure Damon's doing all right. Um. For World of Allies fans, I am gonna do like a early season takeaways column. I feel like they've been getting over. Ah, I can't talk right now. Overlooked a little bit. Okay, I think we're good. I was getting the hiccups there. I'll I'll try to edit that out. Uh, no. But for World of Allies fans, I feel like they've been getting a little overlooked. I want to do a column, early season takeaways, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I'll like predict a championship winner or anything very drastic like that but look for that in the coming days um and yeah we'll we'll get to it they race tuesday too this week mm-hmm. so midweek racing i love it it's always race day right
0: uh exactly i was actually just looking at that whole schedule so
1: yeah so uh damon and i damon and i are gonna go to a world Valleys race coming up soon yeah uh two weeks i'll be at both of them in missouri um Ayrton Jenetton's home track, Brian Brown's, uh, home state should be a good time. Going can be fun. All right. So Ross Chastain wins the NASCAR race today. And if anything else, just a fantastic finish. What do you think uh, overall about it, Damon?
0: Uh, I thought it was a fun race start to finish. It was, it kept you interested throughout the entire race it wasn't one of those that it wasn't necessarily one of those classic races by by any means the finish was great finish was fantastic but regardless the the race itself was it was intriguing uh, there were a lot of storylines going through it 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 had now it it did go it did go far
1: north of 3 hours it was like 336 it, or it something it
0: was long
1: what do you think of that
0: it was long it didn't feel as long i
1: right? thought i i thought the same it only felt a little long to me cuz i watched st peter's uh, get completely cheated today by the that way the if, you're, it, if you if you're a unc fan you should be lucky that you got those refs you should be thankful it's a mickey mouse final four for you guys so when duke just, beats him, when duke beats him by 30 no one no one come to me and expect and i told you so because i'm telling you so right
0: now you're gonna tell us so anyway <laughs> probably yeah
1: I'm um, dance dance on their grave on sunday next sunday
0: get ready for uh, the championship exactly um i i thought it was you know like i said i thought it was a good a good overall race. It brought a lot of storylines, brought a lot of things, but yeah, I don't, it, 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 was long, but it didn't feel long. It didn't feel like last week. It felt long towards the end when every, when there was a lot of cautions and we were just killing a lot of time on the caution laps because of the no local cautions things, but people need to quit living and dying on that Hill. I think, um, it, it just, I don't know, it was it was a good race.
1: I no, thought. I I agree with what you're saying in that because guys, NASCAR doesn't want to throw those cautions. I think some people like lose that. They they don't want that at the end of races. They understand that it's frustrating. Like they they're not the ones that are going after everyone. Like, oh, we need another caution to create a, a NASCAR overtime. Exactly. They, they created the term overtime because no one could easily i guess formulate or text to speech what green white checkered meant correct that's that's all it was if you just called it two lap shootout i think that'd be even easier right you just say and you could say race final slash so and overtime is probably more familiar but i you know that's all that was and we got a 69th lap today i was very happy about that yes yes you got that so stupid you should never make anything 68 laps well
0: unfortunately they did
1: you're one lap away from just uh, more people will watch it because you made the joke i don't think so maybe by five but i don't think it would have you got to care about all the fans damon yes yeah, I, I still don't think it. <laughs> <fans> <laughs> all right all right so we we've got to talk ross chastain
0: okay Let's hear it. do you want to go first I want, oh. to hear, I want to hear I actually want to hear your thoughts on the race itself first before we get into that yeah
1: so and that's dude, I thought there were so many takeaways, okay mm-hmm. like all right we still got a wheel issue okay we can't um, have we can't wait, have hold, hold, a comp- hold, hold i want to talk about that after we talk about ross keep that well through. let's just go one by one okay all right, so we have a wheel issue i okay. I think you you cannot have a competitive advantage or disadvantage by the luck of how the wheel nut tightens on the screw you need to design something to where it will tighten straight every time and if it adds a second to every pit stop then it adds a second to every pit stop but make everyone use it do something here's because we, we can't keep having that and i'm sorry but bouncing wheels or roll wheels in a pack of cars is just not safe. And it looks really stupid when we're stopping a race three times a
0: week because a wheel just up and fell off. Forget about being in the middle of a pack. Uh, Think about the fan safety. You've got a bouncing tire that weighs over, you know, 75 pounds, and it's heading towards the stands. We're going to kill some people in the stands. I mean that—that's not, not something that you know take lightly. i will be dead honest with you. I wasn't a fan of the single lug change in the first place, and now I'm really not. Well, and I, I think they
1: have to do. I think they have to do single because that's how the car was designed, and it's right. They have to, but they could have not done single. I—I I think if they could have not done single, they would have just not done it. Don't you? Like because no, they already had it. I there's like components of the car though that's like that
0: made like this style of axle how does the hub assembly have anything to do with the rest of the car well don't ask me i'm not an engineer well that's what i'm saying is it they already had it i'm saying like the
1: Bozy said on one of his deals that a five lug nut um formula i guess or design makes makes the back end of the car weaker and as we've seen these cars are already like destined to break at different times so i i don't like the. Single i'm not nut, i'm not going after the one lug nut but i am going after let's figure out how to make the one lug nut keep the wheels
0: on because you would if, think if they're gonna do it they need to figure out a better system i right. don't know i mean this this single lug sucks i'm just gonna how many watch. weeks how many
1: this is the new 550 package but you know what it's much better still
0: the how many weeks have we had it every single week we've had no it. i'm just saying like how many weeks are we gonna have to come on here and every talk about it a week until nascar makes a change i saw Freddie Kraft post something about it today right if we if keep if we
1: keep going at them they're gonna change it and but someone go up to your friends at the tsa and tell them that my shaving cream is not any of their business yeah, that ain't gonna happen i have a sensitive face i need special shaving cream so now i gotta go find it
0: that one ain't going to change. I All right. News to you there. I
1: think I think if we get enough listeners, we could do it.
0: I don't think so. <laughs> um, All right. Know, I, uh, I was looking at, you know, Freddie Kraft posted something about it today. Obviously, it was them that got hit with it, and Booty Barker's got himself a four-week vacation coming up, but it, it just seems really... I don't know. It, it just it sucks. I I'll be flat out honest. It sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh I yeah, I someone, and I get one commented on their couch racer account that they came out with, and someone said that I thought the single lug was supposed to be better, and I'm thinking not. And he replied with, I agree. That's all he applied, replied
1: with. Yeah, well, I understand why he'd be frustrated. But I, from what it sounds like, Damon, it is not a crew member's fault. It, so, it sounds like they can't tighten it. It's not they, a they, crew
0: member's they, fault. No, I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry. I, let me restart. It sounds like they can't tell the difference of if right. they're tightening it crooked or they're tightening it straight.
0: Right, because that's it all an, goes on straight. And that's an issue in the first place. It's just like when you're tightening a a bottle on a cap, right? Right. You feel it getting tighter, but it's actually not doing anything. Right. Because you have it on crooked. So, yeah, so yeah, I don't I don't know how to fix members, those issues, but you got to fix something. The crew member and the crew chief are getting suspended because of it, but
1: yeah, and I, that's stupid too, man. Some of those some of those like suspensions and stuff that I, I i guess i get where they're they're coming from yeah i know i I, it's dumb it's awful and i know i was probably on this podcast saying like all right let's figure out how to get the wheels on uh to crew members i'm sorry if i said that because they obviously are not at fault like it's happening to everybody this is brutal so i don't know i guess uh i guess we'll see on that um where to go next
0: all what else right. were your thoughts on the race? I
1: had I had there's like five, but all right. So the, the road course aces today did not dominate like they used to.
0: I think we've seen now, that though in recent history, but
1: go ahead. We have a little bit, but they usually end up winning the race in
0: dominant fashion or being up front most of the day. Curious. Who do you consider road course aces? Let me start with that. AJ Allmendinger, Chase Elliott, MTJ. Okay, so you're still talking about full-time drivers basically. Yes, I'm not talking about the ringers. That's so okay. Because we've seen the full-time drivers finally start taking the Start taking the road courses a little more seriously. Shouldn't say they didn't before, but now they're they know because you got seven of them on the on the schedule you got to. Six six this year, but yeah. But so still you you still have to take it with a little bit more, more seriousness. Now
1: but oh okay. I'm sorry, I did not mention Kyle Larson. I needed to that you didn't let me finish my list. Okay. The the last two are Larson and Cendric. Okay. I would I would almost go as far as throwing Todd Gilliland in there, but he's only won it on
0: trucks. So. Right. Uh, so, um Now, just yeah. looking at some of those names, you know, Cindric um, was up front most of the day. Larson and company made a terrible decision in the second stage. Larson spun too. Well, he, he, yeah, but that was because of the terrible decision because they were in the back. Mm-hmm um chase elliot progressively bit. went up
1: you yep. know but okay but like in a normal i'm this is what i'm trying to say in like a normal race you'd see him go up much faster right Almondinger was really the okay. only one that was going through cars
0: and he got track position in the second stage because he he only only gained 13 spots but stuck in in the 20th spot
1: and 13 would be if you started in the back at a road course last year and you were a road course guy you were up to 16th by the end of the final stage
0: yeah and he barely made it up to 20th he
1: was he was up to 18th
0: he was in 20th at the end of the first stage okay
1: yeah so, so in the back he might have pit. I did, he probably pit he didn't pit all right Nope. we've got to, we've got to adjust our numbers guys we're a little bad at math and we're, we're kind of generalizing what we're saying but i'm trying to say that the road course guys were more dominant in the past is that today because of the new car is it because the gap is that much smaller because guys are learning road courses more because there's six on the schedule and everyone wants to get better at them is it because the first turn is a corkscrew at coda I was texting Damon. This I want. I want them to start the race on the other half of the track, on that straightaway. Seriously, because if you start it there, you're not going to have that turn that completely throws everyone out of line and out of field from each other. So if you start it on that back stretch, the cars stay closer together. We resemble more of like a road course race and we have less chance of a caution because they're going four wide in the first turn. Right. And I think that makes the entire race better. And then at the end of the race this is what I was telling them. Everyone else pulls down to pit road. You just drive around the track to the grandstand section and boom, you're having a party there by yourself. <laughs> roll victory lane out just roll it out right there. That's, I think that's the best thing you could do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I told you, you're going to have the the most people are always going to be near the the start finish line. That's just where
1: you can put a temporary section of like a hundred of the drunkest fans next to the start finish line. It's like a VIP section of like who can be the loudest. And you have you have the contest during qualifying.
0: Turn this in. The price is right. Who's the loudest outside gets to be on the show. That's what I want. Um, but you know, to, to go back to your original point of that, the road course guys are less dominant, right? Going back, going back to that original point, I think it has to do with both of your first two things is I think it's the car as we have seen at all the other races, the car has made things more even and The second one being the fact that everybody's putting a little bit more time into it. And I think you're seeing that now.
1: All right. Let's, uh, speaking of guys, putting more time into it, Alex Bowman was, he's becoming one of my favorites.
0: I love Alex Bowman.
1: Guy ran the chili bowl guy started his own sprint car team, made his debut with the world of Outlaws in February, and then raced the truck series race on Saturday with a paint scheme honoring Kyle Larson.
0: I don't think you can use that.
1: I don't know if I want I'm I'm not trying to be a dickhead about that. Uh it was it was his pain scheme, but obviously that's the uh the Hendrick pain scheme uh from long ago. Yep. Uh no, now you're making me feel bad, Damon. I was just throwing a, a silly one out there. <laughs> I'm not trying to disrespect Ricky Hendrick, so don't take it that way, please. Uh but Alex Bowman is driving so many dis- different disciplines, having fun with it. He's never, ever going to come on an interview and say anything mean about anybody. I think we've we've established that, and that goes a long way in the garage. Let me tell you what. Yeah. No one – well, <laughs> this will be a good segue into what we'll talk about next. No one in their right mind would ever do anything to take out Alex Bowman on purpose, unless your name's is Denny Hamlin or the other guy that drives the car with the number one in it
0: right right 100 percent. so
1: you want my thoughts on him first before you go uh yeah i'm curious because I, I wanted to dial more... it back a little bit i gave you the unfiltered version in the story that i'm not going to tell on here
0: you seem a little more heated than i do about it and I, was... I just dude i just think
1: the guy races like that every lap i've seen him do so many questionable things and i knew he would get his first win by punting somebody do i blame him oh you go ahead damon keeps trying to enter
0: i would just say 100 i agree with that we're talking about ross chastain continue
1: yeah (laughs) to the chastain fans i'm not (laughs) i'm not coming out coming after you but if i was to give someone a mickey mouse win of the day it would be a dead heat between you and unc (laughs) anyways the guy does it so much. I knew his first win would be off punting somebody. I'm happy for Justin Marks, big sprint car guy. I'm happy that Ross got success. You can't take a win away from a guy.
0: No, well, you can actually if he doesn't pass Tech.
1: That Yes, and I, I think he did pass Tech. I think we're late enough. <laughs> okay, I, did, I, never, I, I never look. I just wait to hear if now there is a good story about one time he didn't pass tech and brett Moffat won that race that's why i brought it up yes i i love it oh man that dude i've never seen Brett. so he was already <laughs> drinking beers coming back uh from the airport we'll we'll try to get him on the next couple weeks i want him to tell that story on here uh he <laughs> i i saw him double fisting two cans of bud light and he walked into The media center at Iowa Speedway holding one open bottle of Bud Light and two more in his back pockets that he had to take out of his pockets before he sat down in the chair. Yes, he did. Mad props to that guy. And that was 20 minutes later.
0: Remember that day.
1: So that was awesome. Um, Anyways, Chastain's move for the win. I don't blame him for making that move for the win. It's for the win. That's no doubt about it. Uh, AJ. You can say you'd make that move. You can, because you would, anyone would, and you should to qualify for the playoffs. You absolutely should go in and throw that move. Mm -hmm. Now I thought AJ purposely didn't try to press him before that, because he had a couple of chances because if he moves him to get in the lead before the end, he's going to get moved later. So end of the day did aj just make a move too early probably but also you just take the move take the pass when you can for chastain he's all right it's it's fine i don't i don't love the guy i'm not gonna love him but (laughs) he he got a win so maybe maybe he'll be in the playoffs it depends on if we have 16 winners or not yeah um but he has he's had a good start this season. I would assume he'd make it either way,
0: right? Um, I I'm happy for Justin Marks and Trackhouse. Uh, love that love that idea. Last year, wanting to make it Nashville's team and, and it was cool. And I loved it. Um, I, I I really like Justin Marks. I am not a Ross Chastain fan, I just not really have ever been. We need to get Chris on here because he loves Ross Chastain. He does. And a lot of it has to do with when he was getting that first Ganassi Xfinity ride. And everything that happened to him, it was always, woe is me, woe is me. And he was punting people back then? Exactly. And and then he goes to Darlington in his first race in the car and right rears Kevin Harvick into the fence. And, you know, Harvick comes out with that famous line of he'll never drive one of those again, or probably why he doesn't get those again. And it's unfortunate it backfired on, on KH today. But he's still punting people. And it, it's like I said to you guys as well, you know, it's like I said to you guys as well is the fact that he, it, it's not the last lap, last corner move that I was upset with. It was all the other ones, the subsequent ones. Before. Five
1: simultaneous restarts where he almost put someone in the outside wall and three
0: times it was AJ. He drove everybody wide all day long. The last restart he gets into to Redick who already had the line and Ross decides to cut it even more. And yeah, he, uh, I mean,
1: he, he ruined Alex Bowman's day and Bowman Bowman's like, well, you can't blame him. Anyone's going to do that.
0: Yeah. I'm just sitting there like, dude, well, Bowman Bowman knows. Cause he did it last year at Martinsville. But, yeah. No, he did say, he did mention he said, that also, yeah. but you know, <laughs> he gets in the, he gets into Redick in the, in right rear's Reddick. Who sends him wide as well, and and ruins his day, and moves him back to fourth instead of competing for a win, instead of just driving clean, you know it's one thing to to put a bumper to a guy, you know get him get him loose and get him out of the way, kind of thing, but to basically just punt people left and right is is getting old and it's it's ross's way and then what makes it even worse is ross is one of the guys that'll go on and complain about other people's driving and then yeah, wonder yeah. why people drive him the way they do well dude it's a two-way street and don't be a hypocrite it would be like joey logano
1: it's um, literally
0: joey logano it's today's version of joey logano 10 years ago <laughs> Hey, you got a point you got a point he is literally turning into logano when logano was younger so your rant was better i wanted you to lead that one well it's a good thing we continued with it i, I just i'm not a huge ross chastain fan i never have been because of the, all the woe well, is me he's a talented driver but damn dude you don't have to use your bumper every time That's all right when near the front.
1: completely completely agree uh did you know he was a watermelon farmer
0: Yes. Uh, (laughs) Apparently they mentioned that only every third lap that he led. (laughs) It's like a bingo card at this moment. It's like, is Ross Chastain leading?
1: It's a whole row. Have they mentioned he's a watermelon farmer? Yes. (laughs) Have they mentioned his hometown? No, they just said watermelon farmer again. And again,
0: They, they only mentioned that he's from Florida. He's a Florida watermelon farmer on every network and no matter who's in the booth. NBC does it, Fox does it, God, it gets old. Then that circle jerks group chat, it comes up about once a week. I bet it and someone will just make the
1: joke. Like, hey, did you know he's a watermelon farmer?
0: I bet it does. I just I don't know, man. It, it's nothing against track house. I love track house. I think they got a cool little deal going. Uh I love Justin Marks. Daniel Suarez, it really should have been the guy competing. At the front today, to be honest with you. Yeah, won the first stage. You we know, and and walked away with it. It wasn't even close. And you know, but I, I just I, like I told you, I wish Justin Marks would have found somebody else to drive the car. But it's paying off for him right now. He's celebrating in victory lane, and we're bitching on a podcast. <laughs>
1: I, well, you're wearing your Kyle Larson shirt. I got my uh, Chase Elliott Merry Christmas shirt on. So, yeah, I think we're riding pretty high. We're, we're doing and right. I ordered an AJ shirt after the race and then was
0: sucked in to buy a Landon Castle shirt. I nearly went next door to the Andy's ice cream place and got the AJ Almond Dinger, but I didn't. They have something called. Yeah, it's called the AJ Almond Dinger. Oh, my God. It's actually pretty good, I'm not gonna
1: lie. I'm gonna have to go try it when I visit you. Yeah, you will. God damn it, now I have to have more ice cream. Okay. Yep. Do you think we covered everything from Coda? Not really, but... Oh, well, we can, yeah. I don't, I Let's mean... more, to... AJ, okay. That, I got a couple more, I guess, you're right. Uh, they you know, they AJ, took it...
0: A... AJ's comments and...
1: Yeah, well, yeah, AJ came on after the race and uh, they, it was on Bob Pockers' video. I'm, I don't know why I tried to move on. We really only got halfway through that. You're right. what no, I'm saying? I'm looking. Yeah, you're good. Uh, no, so AJ tells Bob, Bob asks him, are you surprised that that guy did that? And he said, nope. Yeah. He goes, want to elaborate? <laughs> no. You know what I'm talking about? Um. And yeah, I mean, you just see it in his face. They asked him, like, if he would do it. I, I think you just say yes to that, but... That's not what you're pissed at. But that's, that's the only thing everyone's focused on is like the move on the last lap. It's like, Hey,
0: uh, also the last lap move. And and that's the thing that, that bothers me is, is he did it all race long and it wasn't just to AJ. He did it to Reddick. He did it to Briscoe. I mean, it wasn't just to the, the end of the one guy that, that got punted at the end.
1: Yeah, um, someone needs to put Dinger in a Cup car full time. at Colleague, mm-hmm. I hope I hope it ends up being Colleague next season. Some I I hope if it isn't Colleague next season, someone picks him up to race Cup for him, and he can still race Xfinity for Colleague if they want. Obviously, you wouldn't run for points, and it wouldn't mean as much. But mm-hmm. you're guaranteed a playoff berth. He's gonna win one of the four five road course races in the uh, regular season. You got a good shot of getting the round eight if he can win the Roval. Yep. Even though that's Ch- think- even though that's Chase Elliott's uh, sanctuary, just so everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, went to the Charlotte airport this weekend.
0: Yeah. No statues of Chase Elliott. Probably not because he doesn't live in in North Carolina. He's- yeah, but he owns the Roval, and I expected to see one. You should. I, have the I saw
1: a PGA, PGA Tour banner. That I didn't even see a NASCAR thing in there. Get some NASCAR crap in there. You Indy has stuff.
0: You will next like month. <laughs> when you go back to Charlotte, you'll go go next month. And you'll see it.
1: Yeah. All right. What about uh, what else did you take away from it? That long caution call was stupid. I thought they screwed the pooch on that. Yeah,
0: and Tony Stewart called them out on it, which was awesome. Well, okay, well, everyone loves Mike Toy. Mm-hmm. He's Love been Mike. doing it for this long.
1: He's a professional, he's great. Why doesn't he call him out? I mean, why doesn't he, anyone else in the booth call him out? Why does it have to be Tony Stewart calling him out? I'm not I'm not pissed that Tony Stewart called him out.
0: Just- I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Mike Joy has seen it and he knows that it does no good for him to be the one that calls him out. And that's fair. So I never, I never want to get in that position though. Like if I had, if
1: I came on here and I wasn't like completely honest about Ross Chesting, you guys would know exactly what I'm thinking. Right. I'm not going to come on and lie about what I'm thinking. Right. And I'd, I'd love the discourse uh, on Twitter. Uh, just send a tweet to me, but I, I'm going to be honest with my thoughts and I never want to be. um. What am I trying to say Unmanufactured is basically the way it put. Yeah. It. Um. Yeah, I just don't want to be dishonest with you guys about what's going through my head. And when I see someone on my TV that is supposed to be this all-time great announcer that doesn't mention it or they come back from commercial and he kind of says a little bit of something about Chase Briscoe coming down pit road even though uh, they rescinded the penalty. Mm -hmm. Then he talks for like 30 seconds and like screams into the TV microphone, makes a big deal about AJ Allmendinger might win his third cup cup race on a road course. Like he's surprised about it. And I'm like, dude, that's the best road course guy in the field. I don't think he was surprised. Everything, everything leading up to that moment for the past seven minutes, everyone is just talking about chase Briscoe's penalty for like seven minutes on Twitter. I get, he's not reading Twitter, but you got to make a bigger deal about that to tell those fans.
0: The the thing is, is had Briscoe stayed on track and not pitted i think it would have been talked about more that's that's fair so i see i see it 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 wasn't really talked about because it didn't play it didn't it didn't play a hand in the finish basically and when you're a broadcaster you're always looking to the end goal and you're right you're right who's the players at the end of the day What's, what's going to be the player at the end of the day. So,
1: and I'm not trying to just pick on Mike joy guys. I'm th- this is a general, a general thing. I,
0: yeah, have no, I, I think, you know, like I've always said, you put Mike joy with the, the an analysis from the NBC booth with Latart and Burton and Dale jr. And it's probably the best broadcast team that he's had since he was with, with, um you know Ned Jarrett and Buddy Baker. Yeah, I wish they could just work for both companies. It'd be awesome. How how hard like would that be? To.
1: Yeah, how hard would that be to accomplish?
0: I, I don't know. But you know, I, I think uh to the original point with Tony Stewart calling him out, I think Tony doesn't really care because he's an owner and so he gets to choose and do and say whatever whatever he wants and he can take it to take it to NASCAR anyway. I think the reason that the other two don't say it is they're the faces and the voices that you hear on a regular basis. But, um, they, they did all kind of agree with it too. When, when Tony said it is the fact that it, it was a long wait on a caution, which it was NASCAR is quick about, about everything. And they, Decided to wait on that, and I think the term that comes to mind, or the one one word that comes to mind for me from the weekend on NASCAR, is inconsistency.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they got to fix that with with uh, the rules, guys. And uh, I'll talk to Joey Acock, one of my buddies, uh, flagman for them. Uh, maybe he'd come on and and uh, I don't want to say give their side because they it wasn't horrid. But it was noticeable.
0: I think the judgment calls all day, though, were kind of.
1: I was talking about all weekend, all weekend corner cutting penalties, who got penalties and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think that. I just, I
1: do want to point that out. It was not just about that late caution call because that was horrible. Right, and they're lucky that that did not influence the start because that would have been my call.
0: Yeah, but it it was.
1: It was really. Uh, I gotta put another qualifier on that. Not that my column is gonna tick off NASCAR, but. The president probably reads it all the time.
0: I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Denny. Yep.
1: They're weekly, weekly readers of it, but (laughs) no, I I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to say that. I was just, yeah, that would have been the biggest story. You go ahead.
0: Inconsistent all weekend. It was all inconsistent. And, you know, even, even being a Larson fan with everybody calling him out and you go back and find it, there were a couple of times that he, he clearly was inside on, on the S's but there were also others that were clearly inside on the S's and didn't get called yet. It ruined like Jeb Burton's day yesterday. You know what's uh, funny? Yesterday, so, you know, what's funny. I'm watching the
1: formula one race in my bed here. Mm-hmm. Max for stopping is saying dude Perez is going over the commit line for the pits. Mm-hmm. What, the, what the fuck call him on it. Call him on it. Everyone's like, Oh, Max is whining again. Max is whining. I get, I get why you might call him a whiner. And that's fair. It is completely fair. We saw a NASCAR guy do it today though, with Kyle Larson, a guy, every fan on my timeline loves. Right. Denny Hamlin is not labeled as a complainer in that sense. Maybe people were just less surprised, but like, that's like the difference when I, when I point out the differences between a regular racing, a real racing series in formula one, and it's just all in competition.
0: And you're probably right. If you're calling someone out on that, you're probably right. The thing is, is Denny is. Uh, Denny is a whiner. I'm just going to point that he's always been one, and now I agree. But the now that he's got fans a know goal, that, and then it's not like a big deal when he complains about something because they realize it.
1: Yes. Whereas Whereas, oh, people, all right, all right. Let's no, no,
0: I'm, I'm. You, you have, you
1: have roller coastered me. You've pushed me down the hill into the best take i've had all year damon okay nascar's fan base is smarter than formula ones how about that what a take so i'm pr- i'm just proud of that i'm gonna put that all over just put it on a t-shirt yeah well i gotta get i gotta get more people riled up about it because my, my mickey mouse wins of the day tweet did not get the fan bases i was well, targeting <laughs>
0: Just just put it out on a on a T shirt and sell it. People will buy it. I think, dude.
1: That oh. <laughs> all those pinkies up people are going to be so pissed about that one.
0: But what I will say is, your and I's fan base on Twitter that we see, um, the Always Race Day fan base on Twitter that we see, is predominantly NASCAR and dirt racing people, where they see. We're stopping whining because it's only maybe their second ever time watching an F1 race. Okay. I see where you're coming from there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it's, it's something where we realize it because we see it every week or every other week or every year. If you, I I promise you, if you watch every lap
1: of every series that me and Damon watch, you will think F1 is the most manufactured thing ever.
0: Right. Right,
1: And I'll get to that, F1 fans. I will say something nice about F1 today. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, let's go. Let's do the Formula 1 race. I want to say, today, today's Formula 1 race was probably the best one I've watched in two years. There was a lack of stupid drama on the track, is what I'll call it. Mm -hmm. There was not a bad call made, all race, and Now, the broadcast did not cover Mick Schumacher sitting out the race well, and they tried to play it off like he was just banged up in the crash and didn't want to race. I took it as more of a protest thing. It's a different story. But that was one of the best Formula One races I've watched, and surprising that it got that after the drivers were up till 2 in the morning debating on if they were even going to race it two days ago. Mm Mm-hmm. So, props, props to them. It was a good race today. I enjoyed it.
0: It was pretty good. I caught the last like six laps.
1: That's yeah, yeah.
0: But um, it was it was pretty good for what I did see. Um,
1: Max Max versus Charles is that was a fun battle. I think that's going to happen a few times this year. I would put a future on them finishing one two in the standings.
0: It's the change into the guard. Lewis Hamilton finished like sixth. It wasn't even close. I think he finished tenth. Yeah, I I, I don't even know. He might have he might have moved up when. Uh,
1: I honestly have no idea. When Alonzo retired, you um, probably know more than, about that than I do. I didn't, dude, hey, it's funny what happens when Lewis Hamilton doesn't have the fastest car on the track. I'm just surprised he didn't crash anybody today. Well when lewis hamilton gets last year when lewis hamilton was getting passed he turned into ross chastain Except so the cars don't well, I mean,
0: he nearly he nearly took out somebody today i don't know who it was but he he wheel hopped with someone late in the race they showed the replay of it
1: well maybe i maybe he i should take that back then he
0: didn't wreck him but he was pretty damn
1: uh, i was i was not sitting alone in my bed so that i might have been turning away for a second. that's fair <laughs> i was i was doing what i could to watch it i I thought i got a majority of it but i did miss that
0: yeah i mean it was he was running wheel to wheel and i think they bounced off t- bounce tires but yeah
1: but yeah uh i think i think ferrari and red bull have established themselves as the teams um did the spending limits screw mclaren i wouldn't think so i wouldn't think the new rules and stuff the new regulations have done that. I think there's just seasons where oh hey these teams found something that these teams didn't and now all of a sudden their car is bad and as I said all like last week in the last episode it's weird to me in Formula One they all procrastinate to the start of the season. You get to the start and there's people that are like oh we barely got the car ready we didn't have enough time Mm -hmm. you know this and that it's like. Man, you know exactly what you need to get done before, before everything starts to get it done.
0: They got to go to Christmas break, man.
1: So go in there and get it done, man, like shoot. And if you're not getting it done, go, go find some people to help. And if you can't afford, if you, if it, if the salary of the crew goes on the spending limit payroll, then I'm sure you can find some smart people that'll volunteer. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a big enough thing. Yeah. And they complain about money all the time and they don't have damn safer barriers on the walls. What, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. But all right. So aside from, I got my, I got my bitching in and I, I hope y'all don't get tired of it because I hope you see kind of what I'm saying. But aside from the potential issues that could have happened in the race today, they didn't happen and formula one delivered today. So I'm I'm very proud of them. Let's let's all clap it up for formula one. They did it. Good race. Damon, you didn't clap. All right. Well, the formula one fans are going to come after you now,
0: because you didn't clap for them. All right.
1: I like it. Changing of the guard here as well.
0: I'm not afraid. I'll take it on.
1: I do want to give a shout out to George Russell uh, for beating out Hamilton in the, in the uh, Mercedes. He's a cutie. I love George. All right. I hope, he, I hope he ends up in IndyCar someday.
0: He'll just switch with, with Andretti's... Uh, oh, with Herda, Yeah, that's perfect. There
1: you yeah, go. he can drive the 27. All right, you heard it here first. There you go. I'm excited for that. <laughs> All right, let's talk some World of Outlaws. Okay. Geo sells he's a dog.
0: Yeah. Could have told you that one
1: i mean i have said it before i'm just really proud of him man two wins early Uh, i believe it's six career wins or is it five something along those lines i think no i think it's five i think i added one in my head for some reason but he's you're just adding the next one he's back in back in victory land this weekend really proud of that kid um not that i raised him or anything
0: i don't know that came out weird you basically, you, you basically did. That's fine
1: through, just, Dom, through Dominic. Through just t- telling like five stories to Dominic, and one of those probably got to jail. GO. There you go. And now he's won two races. How about that? Yep. No, but dude, you got five career wins, and your your two of them come this year. So forty percent of them come in the first ten races of the season. He's raced every race with the Outlaws, and he's up to fifth in points. Mhm. I think he's ready. I think he was ready last year. Uh, not to go out and win the series, but to compete. Yeah. And damn, man. It was like yesterday I watched him watch when uh, World of Outlaws rookie of the race. I think he was like 16 or 17 when he did it, maybe 18. But yeah, super excited to see him do that. The finish to Saturday's race was pretty damn good, aside from Dom spinning.
0: I think the one thing that I've noticed from the Outlaws early on this season has been the the finishes have been really good across the board. Whether it's you know when when Geo was able to hold off uh, Larson there, and um, last you know Saturday's race when when Gravel was able to to pick up the win, but yeah, I think the finishes have been. Um, have been really good across the board. You haven't seen anybody really kind of just walk away with a race yet this year. I don't think.
1: Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. Outlaw's fans won't make a big deal about that. Cause it happens a lot. Uh, it happens frequently for him, I should say, mm-hmm. but yeah, it should be being talked about. Cause that's the entertainment factor in that series is amazing, man. And it's the deepest field again this year.
0: And it's not even—it's not like the entertainment that you and I see on Sundays from the Cup Series. It's the entertainment of the action on track. Yeah, it's not the manufactured stuff.
1: Yeah, so I, they're off to a hell of a start. Um, gravel got the win again Saturday. I believe the points are a little closer now. I don't think they're absolutely not up, but they're a little closer. I think Sweet's still in the
0: lead. Sweet leads 20 back is is uh Funny. is um David Gravel. Is it? I don't I can't remember if it's Gravel or not. It's it, yeah, it should be probably. He was th- I think he was
1: second after the last one or after two races ago. Um and then won the last one, right? That makes sense.
0: Go with that, yeah? Oh, uh, it's actually Macedo. That's right. Is it Macedo? Yeah, Macedo is 20 back and then gravels 22. Oh, so they're basically tied. Yeah. Sheldon's, right. Sheldon's 46 back and Geo's 88.
1: So they'll, uh, they'll go down to Vado Speedway park on Tuesday. They race Friday after that in Oklahoma over at Lawton Speedway. Uh, and then they're going to devil's bowl on Saturday, uh, for the Dryden Texas Outlaw Nationals, uh, Duramax Dryden Texas Outlaw Nationals. I apologize to them. Um, super excited to see kind of where that goes um, and keep this you know season going a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is why I want to do like takeaway my takeaway column and and really dive into stuff because the early parts of the season get overlooked sometimes, especially when they have any rainouts at all you kind of like forget about them and then like the hype wears off because you don't have a huge crown jewel in the first two months. You can call the, you can call the loser a crown jewel, but
0: not really. It's, it
1: has got to deliver on track a little better.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And they did, they did, they did for one, one of the races this year was probably going to be one of the best races of the year. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we'll see uh, kind of what happens there we should have done questions i think we would have gotten some outlaws questions
0: probably but i i just think the you know yeah i think like you say though the outlaws the outlaws right now are you know just getting their feet underneath of them for the season um once oh, the, I, have gri- I have a gripe. i have a gripe. can i
1: can i piss at the world of outlaws fans might as well just, yeah i've got everybody else right uh, there's, I did see a couple of people complaining because uh, they had the point standings up live on the Friday broadcast. I didn't get to watch it live. Uh, so I noticed it later on. So I didn't notice it like when it happened live. Guys, we can, they were pissed because it's a 90 race season and they're like, we're already showing live points. Like, what are we doing here? Guys, live points are like the best way to create storylines and not create from like a fake news media BS thing that you're going to come at me with Mm -hmm. but to show who's doing good this year like you want that on there you want people looking at that when I was a kid they were running monster truck races on the infields of NASCAR tracks on pit road I I have a VCR tape I used to watch And they ran a racing tournament on Richmond's pit road. They showed points after every round. I was not following the series in 1993 or whatever year that was 98. I I don't even know, but that was cool to see, you know, who's doing good that year. You have someone to cheer for. If you see that guy who's already up there in points doing well. So I don't know. Quit complaining to dirt vision, man. They do a great job.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do a good job. All right,
1: a uh, couple other notes. Eli Tomac got his uh, like fifth straight Supercross win. We're in Dale Earnhardt's number for a reason, dude. There you go. He's having a damn good season. He's gonna win the title. Be his second title in Supercross. Sucks because it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I watched like four minutes of the Supercross race on Friday. It's like Tomac's winning. It's good. It was over. Yep. But, hey, he's he's a good racer. He doesn't have to have the fastest bike to win the race. When he's winning all these, it's still amazing. Right. It's crazy how that works, right? He doesn't
0: do, doesn't take the front bumper to anybody, right? It's tough, too, on a dirt bike. Well, it is. And we-
1: you can still do it, yeah. <laughs> Might not end well, but. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any uh, closing takeaways, or do you want to look ahead to next week at all?
0: Uh, i mean not not any other closing takeaways that we haven't really touched on to be honest with you all
1: uh, right chris chris madden isn't doing the world of allies tour full-time for yeah, not out uh he he went and won uh one of the bristol dirt national nights so uh good for him it's the race xr carl customs uh bristol dirt nationals uh, love those guys you can read recaps of it uh, on always race day um but yeah it's it's crazy man that the late model side of things is completely turned upside down because of how much money they're giving out that's pretty cool um we're gonna see the extreme outlaw midget debut next week too uh with the world of Outlaws late models so that'll be fun over there in illinois um and i'm sure it'll be a good
0: show yeah absolutely
1: all right, that will be it uh, for this episode. Thank you for listening. Please go thank Carl Customs. Uh, whisper in their ear. Um, just walk I'm in, hungry. walk in. Say Connor and Damon from the Always Race Day podcast sent me to come here and tell you to have a good day. Yeah. And walk out. If you if you got twenty minutes to burn and you're next to a Carl Otto, go do that. I I, I will personally thank you. I'll I'll come into your work. I'll do the same thing to you. <laughs> I'll probably bring you nachos. We can sit down and have a meal. So let me
0: know. Hey, I was you thinking it. about that. Why you brought up nachos? I was thinking about that. We need to start thinking of a way to make breakfast nachos.
1: They already exist, don't they?
0: I've never seen them.
1: You just I would just put white queso on top of uh, some scrambled eggs. Um, find it's, a good it's not,
0: the, it's not the topping. Do you still use chips or do you use like extra crispy hash browns
1: or i would still i would still use chips only because only because the things that i've seen substituted for chips never turn out as good as chips and that's why nachos are the best because you can't even, eat...
0: even tater tots
1: oh especially yeah you can fuck up tater tots so easily i don't know I don't... All, all it takes is like cooking them wrong or if your process to cooking them is like off at all i can oh i i dude like and tater tots are always
0: disappointing when i get tachos i love i love tater tots too.
1: if you find someone that does it good they now they hit they can hit a home run but it's very tough too
0: it's the air fryer that sits next to me it does a pretty good job
1: what restaurants air frying their tater tots
0: uh casa de damon oh okay <laughs>
1: That uh, that used to be much a much more used phrase. <laughs> I'm just reliving stuff. You guys uh, you guys tweet us, tell us what you think. Uh, we ranted a lot.
0: What, Damon what usually keeps thoughts? me in check and I'm I'm sitting here just ranting alongside him. Uh, what are your thoughts on the race? That's what we want to know. Send us yeah, your thoughts. Reply to the, right. reply on Twitter, reply on Facebook. What are your thoughts from the race?
1: anything like that all right thank you guys uh for listening we appreciate it we're gonna try to get some guests lined up i've been a little little bad on that i don't want to say i don't want to say bad i've been working a ton of different other things i have sent text messages you guys get on carson mccarl for not responding to stuff in this case i haven't texted him in like three weeks so that's okay uh just get on him in general about that that'll help him (laughs) all right here you go thanks for listening y'all have a uh good week we will uh we'll be back with the second episode sometime this week hopefully wednesday as long as you're cool with that damon
0: yeah we might be be able to do
1: that we one. will do a post race one after the allies on tuesday i don't know yeah something like that
0: wednesday wednesday probably we'll
1: figure out something. All right. Thank you guys. Once again, enjoy your week, go watch some racing, uh, and read our website. If you missed anything, appreciate
0: y'all.